twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll discuss proposed tariffs on Chinese two-way radios. We'll tell you what they are, why they were proposed, and speculate on the possible effects of the tariffs on the U.S. market and your wallet if these tariffs go into effect. We'll also review the TYT MDUV380 two-way radio and take some of your questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialist. Well, we're back. <laughs> we're back and... Better than ever. We, we, we're back after our uh, winter break. We took a winter break, and uh, it turned out to be a little bit longer than we expected it to. But we're back in a slightly different format, and you'll see the format evolve as time goes on, uh, hoping to make the show even better and, and um, more entertaining than ever before. Oh, well, that's always the goal. Hopefully, um, hopefully no one's falling asleep out there. Okay. What'd you say? Then he's been asleep since we started recording. Episode one. <laughs> well, to start off, on Friday, April 6, 2018, the Federal Register published docket number USTR-2018-0005 from the Office of the United States Trade Representative, titled Notice of Determination and Request for Public Comment Concerning Proposed Determination of Action Pursuant to Section 301, China's Acts, Policies, and Practices Related to Technology Transfer, Intellectual Property, and Innovation. That's a mouthful. Yeah, yeah, I know. In short, it is a proposal to impose a tariff increase on goods imported from China. On the list, Chinese transceivers, also known as two-way radios. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, I was right. Yeah, I, I supposedly hearing all of this about the Trump administration and the tariffs. As soon as I saw this this document come out, I had to to read through I don't know fifty pages of legal information to to figure out if two way radios were on the list. And lo and behold, they are. So here we are today. Uh, how do we get here? Why the tariffs? Why are two way radios on the list? What do we know, Rick? Well. First of all, what I keep hearing, mainly from news stories, because the the document itself, as I read it, is sort of light on information. It's it's uh, you know, it gives you a list of, of all the products that are going to be included in the proposed tariffs. But the the bottom line, from what I'm seeing, is none of this is really certain. It seems like the Trump administration is maybe trying to force China into a, a trade agreement of some type. And that uh, the 
amount of the tariffs is still up in the air. The, um, they've requested comments and feedback on the proposal, so it wouldn't surprise me if, if some of the products that are listed here change over time. Well, what are the tariffs specifically? What it is, it's a tax of some sort on goods that are imported from another country, right? Right. I guess we should start there. That, yeah. If this goes through the way I understand it, anything imported from China that's on this list will have a surcharge added. Whoever's purchasing the products would have to pay an X percentage overcost fee when they bring the products across the border. So, for example, let's say we buy $10,000 worth of TYT UV380 radios. If they go with the 25% tariff that I keep hearing, we would have to pay $2,500 mm -hmm. to bring those into the country. And generally what happens with those costs, as with most costs, they're generally, uh, in the end, passed down to the consumer. Right. They, they increase the, the cost of the product, so of course you would see the price of the products go up. Um, I, I don't think anybody would uh, say otherwise there, but I guess the question is, well, I guess we'll get to that later or with the impact that this would have on the two-way radio world. Well, essentially, and, and I think you've already alluded to this somewhat, uh, why they're putting the tariffs on, uh, according to the document, um, there's been a lot of concern that China has not been um, fairly, uh, has not been uh, practicing fair trade with, with us and some other countries. And what I guess we're trying to do here is level the playing field somewhat. Yeah, I think that is the purpose. From my understanding is that a lot of American goods that are sent to China already have tariffs and are are, mm -hmm. are taxed when they cross the Chinese border. And that's something that the Trump administration is saying is unfair, that they treat us differently than we treat them. So, mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I think there's also a concern about a fair amount of unfair tactics as far as um, maybe market manipulation and uh, maybe some theft of intellectual property yeah, and things like that. Now, I'm not here to make accusations anybody's doing that, but there are concerns about it. Yeah, I hear so much about the intellectual property theft. I think it has to be legitimate on some level mm -hmm. that, that that goes on. And I think that they don't really have patent law the way we do or copyright law the way we do in China. So I think he's trying to get some recognition of our intellectual property law in mm -hmm. the Chinese market. Which would be very good for a lot of people. And yeah. If you you know look for a lot of uh, these Chinese marketplaces, you'll see products that look exactly like legitimate U.S. products. We even see radios. Yeah. I've seen um, ICOM clones. Um, I've seen Vertex Standard clones that are not ICOM and Vertex Standard radios. A lot. There's a lot of of. I don't know if that's fabrication, specifically what he's talking of, about, but I, that's something I see that, for sure. That probably has something to do with it. A lot of um, things like the diamond antennas and then the Goya antennas, a lot of um, counterfeit uh -huh. product going on. And um, not to, to point fingers at, at anybody, but, but China, gets, China does get blamed for a lot of that. Yeah, and well, I, my assumption is there's no law over there that would prevent them from copying a product. So if you have a good 
product that sells well in the U.S. and there's no law preventing you from copying it in China, why wouldn't mm-hmm. you copy it? It just makes sense for you know people that are looking to make money to do something like that. So it, it makes sense to me that the law should protect that. And maybe this is a good thing that, that Trump is going for here. Well, and once again, we're not getting political here. We're not saying pro or con, whatever they're doing per se. What we're doing is we're uh, putting out the facts as they are. I mean, the facts are that uh, these tariffs are being imposed. They're trying to work out some sort of a uh, – they're, they're attempting to negotiate some kind of uh, – uh, an agreement on this, and it's been put up for comment for everybody that anybody can go up there and comment on. And then after a certain period where the comments are closed and they'll evaluate things and, and do more negotiations, I assume, with China, and then and then decide on what they're going to do from that point. Um, it's Those are just the facts. And, and of course, we're going to speculate uh, as to, well, if this goes any further with the transceivers, how this could potentially impact the market. Those are just simple facts. Um, it has nothing to do with uh, with anything political. So we we try to stay out of that arena here on the two way radio show. Uh, not not our wheelhouse. But so but, I guess we should enter speculation mode here and talk about why maybe this uh, these tariff why transceivers were included mm-hmm. as a product. And uh, maybe how this this could affect the two-way radio industry. Mm-hmm. And then keep in mind they are currently on the list. HTS subheading eight five two five six zero one zero transceivers. Transceivers meaning two-way radios. Anything that uh, any uh, device that can uh, go both ways, sending and receiving uh, over the air. Um, that's for in case anybody would like to go up there and download this document and, and look at it and review it for themselves. I don't recommend it. Yeah, it's a long document. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine that most of the major two-way radio manufacturers, that you, the ones that you think about when you think about the two-way radio manufacturers, like Motorola, Icom, Kenwood, I would imagine that they've seen an impact from all of these low-cost Chinese radios. It's been creeping up on them for a while. Yeah, and and, uh, even though we're in this industry, I don't have any evidence of this, but it wouldn't surprise me if those guys are doing some lobbying to try to slow down some of this. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe that's how we got here, where where radios are an included product. That is quite possible. Um, No proof of that. I'm just guessing here. Speculation. speculation. It's what we do best we're, here we're on the, the two-way speculation, radio show. We're in the speculation portion of the episode. So, um, business radio-wise, like name keeping those manufacturers, Icom, Kenwood, Motorola, their products are not made in China by and mm. large. I believe um, maybe Motorola consumer radios, the Talk About series, maybe made in of, China. I could be wrong. I think a lot of those radios are made. If you look in the back, they'll tell you where it's manufactured. Japan's the big one. Yeah, yeah Icom, Kenwood, or Icom. Are, are Japan. A uh, lot of Motorola products made in Malaysia. Yep. I don't think that they're coming directly from China. However, um, and we'll you know so we'll get to that they would a little love bit later, but they're going to be fully in favor of this then, right? Because it's only going to hurt their competition, and it's anything that hurts their competition yeah. is going to help yeah. them. I I would think so. Um, I know with 
some of these radios like the low-end Baofeng BF888S, that's one that, you know, it's like a little, what, $13 radio, and businesses buy that thing all the time. And in fact, I, um, I responded to a uh, post in our blog this morning, someone asking, hey, can I program the Motorola BPR40 uh, with the BF888S so they'll talk to each other? And uh, that's not an uncommon, and we get those kind of questions all the time. We do get asked quite a bit if we sell the BF888S. Yeah, but uh, we don't sell it, so no, we just I'm, don't say, you know, we say, hey, you know, you're probably better off going with Well, what we say is that it's, it's not a business, it's not a Part 90 type accepted radio, so it's not legal for business use, so we can't really sell that. Which is exactly how I responded to to this query. Just said, you know, it's not it's not FCC type accepted for that. Um, but if, let's say let's look at that radio for exa- an example mm-hmm. here. It's a good example. If, that's, if that radio sells for fifteen dollars, um, a twenty five percent tariff, which is the number I keep hearing, would be what four dollars, four or five, four or five four bucks. bucks, yeah. So it wouldn't go up that much. Yeah, I mean, it, moving that price from $15 to $20, you're not slowing anything down with that. Now, a TYT uh, MD2017 going from 159 to 200 bucks, maybe, maybe that would push somebody to a, a Motorola EVX261. Yeah, I mean, I don't really I don't see know. that that being a big issue, even for a UV5R or maybe even with a, a UV899 or something like that. But when you start getting into the $100 mark, $200 mark, and you start talking about the mobile radios and things like that, um, then that starts to add up, and then people start looking at their wallets uh, a second time before they yeah, start I'll, showing up money for them. On the ham side, uh, one thing um, that you look at is, some of these uh, mobile ham radios, like I'm thinking a quad band um, Ocean, the 950, KGUV 950. Or the 980H or something. Yeah, those are 250, 300. That, the tariff may be enough to push the price up to where someone would rather buy an ICOM or a Yesu or a Kenwood. Well, there's another point. side of that coin, too, is I think some of that is being politicized in the sense that it's not like tariffs are a new thing on China. I mean, what was constantly, what I constantly read in this document was not, we're going to propose a tariff, we're proposing a tariff increase. So there are already tariffs on some of these goods. Mm-hmm. It's just they're talking about increasing the tariffs. Yeah, and we do have to pay tariffs now on certain things that we bring in from China. A lot of times it's not radios, but certain types of accessories, we may get a a 5% tariff. I'm not even sure the specific um, categories, maybe batteries, things like that. Um, But it's always very low. Um, I mean, we will bring in a a very large order and it'll just be, you know, maybe a few hundred dollars of, of fees and taxes. Look at the, look at the tariff that Mexico has to pay on, yeah, I think yeah, they 100%. have a 100% yeah. tariff 100% on Chinese tariff. imports. 100%. Anytime we get an order oh, from goodness. Mexico, we have to yeah, we have, we to, have to reach out to them. Look, this is the oh, deal. Goodness. Do you still want this, you know, this $30 radio just went to, uh, you know, 100% tariff on it, you know? My goodness, on a on a $200 item, that's I mean, just it doubled become a $400 item. Um good reason I'm not moving to Mexico. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it does make you wonder how effective tariffs are in general. I mean, you, it seems like it's a tax on the people who are going to be using the products. Yeah. Sure, I guess it's going to punish China somewhat, but it's also going to drive up prices. So there's that side of things that, that I hope they're looking at. You know, our business will be affected by this, but mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily opposed to it. If it has, if it accomplishes the goal that um, they want, I can see how it would be a good thing. Well, but I'm not smart enough to to know <laughs> the the full impact there. That's for sure. Well, there are some there are some positive and negatives to this. Uh, on a, on a positive side, I could see where it could level the playing field somewhat. You know, for the domestic manufacturers. Um, or I should say the, the big name manufacturers of leveling that somewhat and easing their anxieties over or potential anxieties over, well, are these Balfung BF-888s and other radios going to kill our, our, our sales of, of Kenwoods and ICOMs and Motorola's? Um, I, I really don't see that that's happened already anyway, but it, because, yeah, it's probably cut into their sales somewhat, but I don't think it's, I don't think, it's been a killer because I think a lot of these brand names have a reputation that um, that transcends some of those those uh, price differences, and uh, I, I think they're probably doing just fine anyway. But having said that, that does sort of say, okay, you know, some of these radio, the Chinese radios, um, it, it does take away some of that advantage, the cost advantage of getting the Chinese radio. And says, okay, now we're really not looking so much at costs, but more about features and and about support and and things like that. So I, I guess it does level the playing field in that respect. Yeah, uh, it will with with certain models, like we talked about the high end models. You're going to see it bring them much closer. But I don't know that anyone's going to choose a, a Kenwood. TK3402 at $289 instead of a BF888 because the price went from 15 to $20. That's true. Um, so it's it's all, I guess, what you were considering to begin with. I mean, the, the biggest, there's only one major manufacturer of two-way radios, and I guess that's a strange word to use now. I don't know who would be considered major exactly, but when we see the... Um, list of who sells the most radios it's you know always motorola kenwood icom those guys hytera is on the list they're um maybe even the number two they're creeping up they they have for the last few years i can remember when they were bottom of the barrel and then we were at iwc a couple years ago and it they i think it was icom or motorola somebody put up a, a graphic showing Motorola One, Kenwood number two, and I think I want to say Hytera jumped to the number three spot at that point. And, I think you're right, and, yeah. and, and jumped Icom, um, but and that was they have been growing really for sure. And Motorola and Hytera have been uh, going at wow. it legally over the last year. Or lawsuits more or more. back and forth. Yeah. Um, well, this tariff action could have the biggest impact on Hytera because everything they make is is their Chinese company and um, they have a big presence in the US now and everything they make is from China you know it's interesting about Hytera in the sense that you never hear much about Hytera from from the field 
you know, you, you, when you see people walking on all the radios, and, and I'm out and about all the time, I'm seeing Motorola's, I'm seeing Kenwood's, um, you know, uh, PKT 23's over here and CLS 1110's over there, things like that, uh, you know, ground level. Uh, I really don't see any high terrors or HYT radios any anywhere, and I don't really hear about them much in any of the social media uh, venues that I monitor, or you know, even in our forums, they're not really mentioned much on the blog, that sort of thing. And yet, here they are, the number two manufacturer, and it seems to me like, well. That's that's really odd because that's that's completely out of left field for me because it it sounds more like the creeping ivy you know up the side of the house one day mm-hmm. you know you there's nothing your house is nice and clean that you, you drive up to your driveway one day and you realize it's covered with ivy and it's like how did that happen well uh, I think that the the story there is that uh, they were early to the digital game they had mm-hmm. and to the DMR digital game. So they had Motorola turbo-compatible radios before anybody else, really. ICOM and Kenwood were doing their own thing with the um, NXDN um, system, and it was Motorola and Hytera. And those are the only places you could get a DMR radio. So Hytera could go into these Motorola customers and say, we'll sell you a compatible radio for much, much less. Mm-hmm. Now that you have a lot of other DMR options, I wonder what the impact on Hytera is going to be. But they are some of the higher cost um, Chinese manufacturers for sure. Hytera radios are priced like ICOM and Kenwood, and they deserve to be. They're good quality radios. Mm-hmm. But add 25% to that, and uh, I don't know how, I don't know if they'll be selling as many radios, to be honest. Do we really sell that many? I, well, we, well, we carry the OBR uh, series. Do we sell that many of them? I have I quite really a few. I mean, it's not. To them they that much. It's, again, they're not taking off like Kenwood's and Motorola's, but they they sell. Their business radio series is it's all analog. So we're not doing any of their digital stuff, but it's it competes with the Motorola CLS series and the uh, RDUs, the RDX series. Kenwood two watt radios and they're at a similar price but they're less expensive but they're not as much below the Motorola and Kenwood prices as as I think you would think they might be. So essentially if there is a 25% tariff imposed on those radios that would pretty much just put them in line with the Motorola's. Right, for the most part. But know. if a Hytera is the same cost as a Motorola you're going to pick the Motorola, right? Right. Unless you really like the Hytera brand, or if you already have a fleet of Hyteras and you want to stick with that. 99 um, out of 100 is going to take the Motorola. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, my concern, now I've said I'm fine with the tariffs. It could have a big impact on, on us, but um, I'm not opposed to it. What I'm concerned about is how this is going to be implemented. Are there going to be dealers that cheat on this? <laughs> oh, boy. that's. Uh, I, I'm, I think there's yeah. loopholes. I think that um, a lot of Chinese radio manufacturers are willing to say, hey, we'll send you these radios, and we'll say that they're textiles. 
or something people. like that that's not on this list. And everything, whether a tariff gets imposed or not, depends on what the paperwork says when the product comes into the country. Now, they, they can inspect packages, but um, I don't know. We're, we're not willing to cheat like that. You know, our, mm-hmm. We make sure our paperwork is always right, but if there are other dealers out there that are bringing them in without the tariff, that could give them a huge advantage. I see it and, a lot with the international orders where people will say, hey, we pay X amount of dollar or percentage on radios. Mm-hmm. Can you please put this as either a gift right, or put this as mm-hmm. automotive accessory because maybe an automotive accessory is less than mm-hmm. – and I'm like, no. I'm not. I'm not doing it. That's that's fraud, right? And, and I'm not going to do it. So you're, you, people are going to try to find loopholes. Exactly, and that is my biggest concern with this. Is is it could have a huge impact on us if we're paying twenty five percent extra on everything that we bring in, but we have competitors that are not paying that. You also, know, what if we have um, Chinese dealers who are selling these products directly? Like, for example, someone could go to a, a Chinese website, order the product, and then they send it over, declared as a gift. Now that customer is saving 25% because the tariff And they just excluded. made even more money because yeah. it's their product. Right. You know, so it's, yeah, I mean, it, that'll be something simple, I would think, for somebody ordering one radio. We don't order just one radio, mm-hmm. you know, so... It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens. someone's trying to order a, an MD-2017, if they can get it from us for $200 with the tariff or $150 direct from China, they just have to wait two weeks on it to arrive, we probably would see an impact from that. Well, I'm sure a lot of these loopholes and tariffs have been in place for, for a long time. I'm sure that they they have existing... I'm sure that there are a lot of people that take advantage of existing loopholes in the whole tariff game anyway. But uh, this might up that or might um, it, it might inject a little more into that by, by imposing uh, a tariff increase. People might be more likely to do that sort of thing, to engage in those loopholes. You know, here, here's another one that I, that I had uh, on my list. Uh, what if the Chinese radio is purchased in the U.S. from a dealer located in another country, uh, and it's a dealer? It's not; they're not getting it from the manufacturer. They're they're purchasing it from a dealer in another country uh, that does not necessarily have those tariffs in place. Are they paying attention to that? Also, let's say, for instance, if it is a rebranded radio. In other words, if it's a radio that's under another brand. And it's assembled, like all the parts come from China, but it's assembled in that country. Let's say, for instance, uh, we'll say Malaysia. Um, and they purchase all the parts for that radio, and it's going to be branded an uh, uh, ABC brand radio, if there is such a brand. I'm sorry. It's just something I pulled out of the hat. Um, and those parts go to Malaysia. Malaysia brands these things as ABC radios, and they assemble them in Malaysia, and then they can stamp them as made in Malaysia and then send them on to the dealer in the United States. Now, you're talking about legal loopholes there, and that happens um, That happens all the time now. There, uh, GSA 
is a government purchasing program, basically. It's it's a government mm-hmm. contract that you can get on where you're allowed to sell to the government. Well, in order to have a product be eligible for GSA, it cannot be a Chinese-made product already. That's been the rules for, for years. Well, we have certain manufacturers that have normal Chinese-made radios that would appeal to the government. But they've had them assembled or somehow moved to Korea and put together there so that they're officially made in Korea and now they can be listed on the GSA. Mm-hmm. And that's a legal loophole. You can do that. There's I don't know what the, the rules are, but um, it, it's allowed. For now, anyway. I mean, I... I don't know if they might consider closing that loophole, well, so much, but that see, would be difficult to do, I would think. Well, I think that's a much more involved thing that you're yeah. talking about than just marking something as a gift and shipping it over. You, you've got to yeah. have, you know, a huge amount of manpower. You've got to have warehouses and manufacturing facilities in Malaysia and China to do what you're talking about. I think a more common scenario is going to be they just break the law by saying it's a gift. Or they break the law by saying it's they're shipping in a different category of product than transceivers. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what the penalties for the Chinese manufacturer are. I mean, maybe they would get a higher percentage of their packages inspected at the border if they are found out to be committing fraud like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll see. So at this time, it's only a proposal. And as the U.S. and China negotiate, some of these items may be removed from the list. Well, and I've it's heard possible that there's been movement. Might, might be one of them. I've heard there's been movement already. The um, president or um, prime minister, whatever he is, of, uh, of China, Xi Jinping, or uh, is that his name? He announced a few days ago that uh, they would be removing the tariff on American vehicles and that they're moving, uh, removing some other tariffs and uh, they're making some changes regarding intellectual property. So maybe that's a concession um, related to this. I think they'll make move. I think they'll come to an agreement. I'm optimistic about it. I think, I mean, he's a, he's a businessman. I think he's, I think he's going to do what's best for ultimately for the country. In China at this point, I mean, they, they have a lot invested in in the U.S. market anyway. So, Who do you think has more to lose, China or the United States? Who would it hurt more if our trade relationship was completely you know, severed? Considering the fact that, that most everything we have here now is made in China, mm-hmm. um, and, and, of course, China is, is one of our biggest trading partners, really, uh, and – I, I think it's going to hurt everybody. I don't think there are going to be any winners. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't be nice, would it? No, there are. There would be any, pain. Yeah. So, I think it's in everyone's best interest to sit down and hammer out some kind of a deal. But you know, it's one thing to hammer out a good deal, and it's another thing altogether if everyone sticks to it. And that's uh, that. That's what brought everybody to this point anyway. In the first place, was that uh, uh, the original deal wasn't really being, you know equally applied on both sides and uh, we'll see you know if they can make it happen this time that that's that's i think that's great for everybody if uh i i think it just remains to be seen well we shall see yeah any other thoughts on on this on these proposed tariffs okay nope 
Well, uh, I think we have a product review coming up. What are we reviewing? We're going to uh, review the new TYT dual band DMR radio, Handy Talk. It's the MD UV380. That's uh, received a lot of attention uh, from everyone when we first announced it. I've been getting a lot of questions from people like, well, does it have this? Does it do this? And well, we don't know because we haven't received one yet. And now we have one. Right. And you and Chris have been putting it through the paces more or less, right? Yeah. So basically, it's it's an MD380 that's now dual band. It uses the same battery. The antenna's changed because it is dual band. Um, but the chassis is the same. It's the, the guts that are dual band compatible. Hence the 380 designation, I assume. Right. So, um, you know, I opened it up and I said, well, this is a this is a 380. It's what it is. I mean, it's the, the 380 that everybody knows, but but uh, definitely is a is a dual band radio. Um, got the software. Was able to load my 2017 MD 2017 code plug directly into it. So that's nice. Oh, wow. So you can take a file that's been written right. for the 2017 and pull it right in. Right. Something I've been fighting with them over a year, you know, years over. Uh, so they finally just, I didn't even have to ask them to do it on this one. They just did it. So that's that's a plus. Um, Does it Now it has its own software? Because I, I think in the beginning when it first software. came in, they tried yep. the MD380 yep, software. They've but. got new software for it. Um, the, really, the big difference is, is now they have a, so no mouse ball <laughs> that's good <laughs> roller ball like the 2017 has um it does the the knob on top for the channel selection is a 360 degree rotary knob it it goes mm, okay which is nice you uh, thought that was a little finicky there it was a little it was a little finicky um maybe a little uh, too sensitive think, right um but I played with it, and it, it does kind of click from one channel to the other, but maybe if you bumped it or something, right. it would slide. Right. I think um, – but, you know, and I've let them know that. Um, I like the fact that it has the same battery. It uses the Kenwood-style connector. I think that's going to make it that's a, a plus. That's good. That's good. Right. With the um, 380 being so popular. Same bell clip and everything, too? Same yeah. everything. It's, yeah, it's the same everything. So um, – same accessories as well right whereas the 2017 has the multi-pin connector the with the accessories yeah. that, the uh, kenwood know. connector so this is uh yeah kenwood connector so if you have a um, accessories for your 380 or a, a baofeng or a kenwood it, it'll work plug right. right in now i only saw it briefly but um how's the screen on this thing is it is it improved any or is it same just as exactly the 380 same same as 380 same it just color, has the, the it just has the bank a and bank b for um dual band dual band yeah i think a lot of hams uh, in particular will be happy with that because uh, the md380 is a pretty popular radio very popular right and um i i think they weren't quite as happy with the md2017 i think primarily with things like the trackball and and, and 2017 once they get the kinks worked out of it really it's not well, a bad honest, radio honestly there's more people that l- that love the md 2017 then are against it mm-hmm. and, and i keep track of that stuff when i know people that i know you do <laughs> that are 
I mean, we sell a ton of those things. People, yeah, we right. Hear I from mean, the people that are, are disappointed in, in it for some reason, but yeah, I mean, if it's people don't like it, radio. if people don't like it, why is it we have trouble keeping them in stock? And, exactly. we, and it's not like we order ten radios at a time or anything like that. Right, or, um, and you're, you're not going to please everybody. You know, so, I think with the popularity of the the 380, you know, for all these years, I think maybe people that were on the fence about, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want a rollerball, whatever. It's, I think a lot of the, the 2017 issues came from the issues that the radio had right out of the gate. Right. Yeah. You know, and it still same thing with, the with some people. Yeah. yeah, and that's the reason we've been kind of tepid about introducing the UV 380. You know, we had a big splash when the 9600 was announced in the 2017. The, the UV 380, uh, you know, we're going to wait and see on that one. And we, we got a sample in, and uh, it looks good. It yeah, like- it, 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 I, I'm excited about it. I think, um, you know, as long as they send, fix the little, you know, the the if they can fix that channel knob on top, you know, where it's not as finicky. And um, other than that, I have, you know, we put the the test, and it's so far so good. Uh, I talked to TYT last night. It is not going to be available for shipping until <laughs> okay, oh boy. okay, mid May. But so that's not set in stone. Is um, this real wood? Not it's not uh, <laughs> not set in stone. We know how that is. I'm not, and that's one of the big reasons we didn't do a a pre order on it. Right. Um, we're gonna have it. We're gonna have it. We're gonna have it right away. We're not going to accept pre orders for this radio. Right. It's not at, at least not until we've got a tracking number. We caught so much grief or, for saying, <laughs> yeah, as soon as I have a tracking number, it'll go live. But you know, going live on the MD9600 and, and the oh, 2017s, wow. and then them not showing up for a year and a half later. And, I mean, literally taking 15, 20 phone calls just on that. When's it coming in? When's it coming in? And emails and things like that. We took a so, lot of heat for that. Yeah, and, and, you know, that was out of our control. But so we're so we're doing our due diligence now, letting you know about it. It It is going to come. It's going to be here. Being told mid-May, but, again, who knows? Um, you know, <laughs> don't but, hold us to that, right? So, and I and I think I think it's going to be available two ways. You can do a GPS or non GPS. Yeah, I was just going to ask about that. So, right. GPS, the version you got is non GPS, right? right? So, um, and from what I understand, it's going to be about one hundred forty nine bucks. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's for the ten dollars less than the twenty seventeen. Right. I don't know what it's going to do to the 2017. I mean, I don't know. Big. The biggest difference is, is it's not waterproof like the 2017. That's the biggest that difference. Is. So if that's, um, you know, I don't – are they going to develop some aftermarket firmware for them? I don't know yet. <laughs> Again, I don't promote the aftermarket TYT yeah. tools and stuff like that. Will they do one? I don't know. That's a question for – Time the developer tell. so but we'll see i mean so far um i'm pretty excited about it you know i think i think they you know people often wonder do does tyt read our reviews and our suggestions and and things like that i think this is you know from oh, the yes. few gripes that there has been out there for the trackball and things like that i think they've you know they said well we can do something maybe a little bit better the 380 has kicked butt for four years now. Yeah, I lost track yeah. of how many yeah, we sold. I mean, it's it's been a, a lot. 
And maybe so, they looked at that and said, "We did something right with the MD380." Right. So well, that's we been our biggest that. selling. <laughs> that's been our biggest selling DMR radio of all time, anyway, since we've been selling them, right. as far so, as I know. Well, we have a lot of history too with it. Yeah, that was good. so. Yeah, so once once we, um, I think once we'll build the build the product in the site, and then once we have a tracking number. Um, you know, we'll we will make it go live, and, and of course, we'll probably do a a push for an email blast or or something. Were we talking about doing a uh, event? Were we talking about doing a uh, Facebook Live video or something? We still do that. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, we could do something maybe when it uh, when it launches. Yeah, once we. Yeah. Try to get this order. Cool. I think it'd be a cool idea. We get everybody on board and tell everybody. Hey, Hopefully, we can get there. the order in before the tariffs kick in. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> we can do that. Get a big order early. I wonder if they're going to hold it. Take the wait. What do you mean hold mm. it? Hold the order. Go. Oh well, we might have this tariff out here. Oh, that's a good question. Well, oh, that's a very good board. question. True. True. Yeah. It's so they might want to be our government, I guess. They yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe they might want to just they rush wanna, it. They want to rush, rush it. it. They yeah. want to rush the so, order out. No, no, no. Let's get them out here before these tears go into effect. We'll see. Okay. Well, that's exciting stuff all the way around. Well, uh, so you you give this one a thumbs up so far. So Everything far, looks good so yeah. far. Okay. Well, that's cool. Um, all right. Well, we have some we have some questions from our blog and our forum at twoayradioforum.com. Uh, first one comes from. Uh, Smitty, he wants to know: Can anyone tell me if the Kenwood PKT23 can store custom frequencies if programmed with software, or can you still only choose from the bank of the 99 frequencies? And that's from Smitty. Anthony. So on the PKT23 software, you, as the end user, cannot do it, but we may have a way to help you out. Just best best to give us a call if you've got. Uh, if you need something out of the 99 channel list, right. let us know. Yeah, let us know. We'll probably work with you, figure it out. Okay, um, our next question comes from uh, Juddy B. And he's talking about the Elation VV898 backpack radios. He wants to know, is the backpack housing minus the radio available anywhere for sale? I already have the radio and would like to have the backpack capability without having to purchase a whole unit. And that's from Juddy B. Yeah, we sell that, don't we? We do. We absolutely do, yeah. We, we do. Absolutely it's do. on the site. Um, I can't think of the part number or cost on top of my head, but it's uh, just a, a, a case, you know, the little, I guess, aluminum casing, and it's got the battery. It's got everything um, in basically there. Basically, all you do is put your uh, VV898 in there, and you're... You're good to go. Yeah, I don't recall the pricing myself right offhand, but it is called the Lation VV898 Mobile Radio Backpack Conversion Kit. There so you go. So if you look that up, then then you'll be able to you'll be able to find that. Yep. Um, a lot of and that's one of the big reasons we started carrying it because a lot of folks that yeah, that radio have, people bought the heck out of that radio and still do, and then they went saw that come out and they went, oh, I don't want to, have to buy a whole new. So yeah, that was one of the agreements we had with Lation. Okay, and our, our last one comes from uh, Colin, and he wants to know, I was wondering if my Midland GXT 1050 Extra Talk could communicate with some of the CB radios in the market. A friend and I are trying to communicate with these, but we are just outside of the range of three miles in a suburban area. We were thinking of getting one CB radio and then communicating with it. Would that work? 
Uh, thanks for all of the help, and that's from Colin. It doesn't matter if you're three miles or <laughs> face-to-face in the same room. It's not going to happen. No, nope, it's, it's not. Uh, C- the CB radios and the uh, Midland GXT operate on, a, on, on different bands and frequencies. That's the short answer. All right. Well, I guess that does it for our questions and answers uh, this time. Send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buy2wayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on iTunes, Blueberry.com, Google Play Music, or Stitcher Radio. All right. Well, I guess that does it for our episode this time. Uh, Before we go, any, any other final comments? Nope. All right. I do want to do a quick preview and say, hey, you know, in our next episode, we're going to cover some of the new products that are coming out, that have just come out or are soon to be out. You might want to give that a listen because we have some pretty cool things uh, to talk about. So uh, uh, check back with us on our next episode. Stay tuned. Yeah, it won't be as long for the next episode as it was for this episode. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We took four months off there. All right. Well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWay Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. And with promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening. And until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoy. I'm Danny Feemster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out.